Welcome to the Joma Preventative Health Podcast, hosted by the Jewish Orthodox Women's Medical Association. We provide you with up-to-date information on health topics geared towards the Orthodox Jewish community. This podcast content is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice or as a substitute for the medical advice of a physician. The following is a recording of a town hall meeting presented on March 23rd by SAR Academy and SAR High School in Riverdale, New York. The talk features pediatric ER physician, Dr. Josh Rocker and pulmonary critical care specialist, Dr. Gita Lisker. Thank you very much, Rabbi Krauss. And, uh, you know, thank you to the administration, uh, to the trustees. And um, I wanna thank also the medical team that has been doing uh, a rock solid job and to all the teachers uh, who I know are struggling <laughs> with their own kids at home while teaching. So thank you guys very much as well. Uh, so to start off with a state of affairs um, and uh, to just sort of reflect a little bit on what you said, Rabbi Kraus, um, having clarity and knowing where you're going is truly important uh, and truly affects morale. And I think um, in previous talks, uh, we did not know where the peak was, uh, when the peak was going to happen, or how high the peak was going to get. Um, and we are now post peak, um, you know, by, you know, days. Um, so uh, the hospitals, uh, and what I mean by that is that we had a uh, rapid rise uh, early, um, and that continued for a long time. Uh, the ERs were very, very busy. The hospitals were full. Um, and what we are seeing now and has been consistent over the last week plus is that the emergency departments are seeing fewer patients um, than they usually do in a non-COVID year. Um, so uh, what used to be an extremely busy emergency departments uh, are now uh, much more relaxed. However, that doesn't mean uh, that the hospital is still relaxed. Um, I can tell you uh, at uh, LIJ, the hospital that I'm associated with, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pediatrics, but LIJ is the adult uh, side. Um, they have created nine additional uh, units uh, to handle um, you know, the, all the COVID patients that have come in. Just the number of COVID patients were more than the sh uh, shield capacity that the hospital had. So we were opening up spaces everywhere. Um, we have already closed three units. Um, so that is a great, great sign. Um, however, we still have an uh, extraordinary number, number of ICU patients. We still have an extraordinary number of intubated patients. Um, so we are not out of the woods at all, but there is uh, some clarity and there is some hope that ah, the peak is behind us. And that was what we were concerned about. The whole concern, uh, the whole uh, thought behind social distancing was that we will save the hospitals. Um, and will save um, the burden uh, on the healthcare system. And we definitely did do a good job uh, at that. And I thank everyone uh, tremendously um, for all the work that they have done in their quiet ways, um, which is staying inside um, and uh, practicing social distancing. Uh, so the only way that we were able to get where we are is because of people's practice. Um, and if we abandon those practices, then we will you know, hit new peaks. And so the second uh, thing that people want to know about is when can we get back together? When can we stop the social distancing? Um, and uh, the answer is not yet. 
not and not for a while. Um, but what I can tell you is people are definitely acting um, a little bit more casually. I could say for all the um, you know essential workers, uh, you know we've been driving to work uh, with no traffic whatsoever uh, for the last uh, month and a half, and I could tell you the last you know several days there are many many more people on the road, and so people are treating it as if things are uh, it's a new reality, and that is not true. Um, yes, we hit a peak, but COVID is still there. If you get it um, and uh, you are sick, it is still a concerning uh, illness and you still have to um, do the best that you can uh, to protect yourself uh, from uh, being exposed and uh, to minimize uh, the spread throughout the community. Uh, so social distancing, again, I have to reiterate, we have to practice it. The governor now um, is asking that we all ma wear masks when we're out on the street. Um, and uh, that is still something uh, that is important as well. Um, in regards to antibody testing, so there are a lot of different antibody tests out there, some that are FDA approved, some that are not FDA approved, um, and they are gonna be doing them more and more. The question is, is how much information can we glean from them? And that is, it's not like you get an antibody test and we know 100% that it means that you have uh, immunity. We are not 100% sure of that yet. The more that we do, uh, the more we will understand. And I can tell you uh, the hospitals that I'm associated with or the institutions, Northwell, um, are going to be uh, doing a tremendous amount of reaching out uh, to their healthcare workers who have been exposed and they are going to be churning out tests. Um, and uh, then trying to interpret them so that we know, because there are many different tests and they're looking at different antibodies, we will know which one potentially is protective and which one is not. We do not have that full information yet. So yes, it is important to get tested. If you have the opportunity, get tested, um, volunteer to be get tested, because that is going to help research so that we can understand how to handle things in the future. But if you are positive, um, what that means is you certainly had it, but we don't exactly know how to interpret that just yet. Um, then that leads to the next point, which is convalescent serum. So convalescent means that you've been exposed, you had it, um, and you have antibody. Um, there are tests being done um, on patients currently um, with convalescent serum, um, and we don't know if it works or not. Um, so there are many research studies that are going on now, and research is slow and methodical, and even though the need for more information is uh, significant right now, it doesn't mean that you uh, can be slouched with your research, research methodology. We still have to follow things, um, and so that's why we don't know uh, of many of the studies that are out what is the most effective therapy right now for those who have COVID. Um, a lot of people have probably heard about remdesivir, which is um, a antiviral uh, medication. Um, there was some recent data that showed that it was effective. Um, however, we have to do a lot more studies uh, to see uh, the effectiveness of uh, the medication. It was a small study, it wasn't uh, completely well controlled. And so we really need to have randomized controlled studies uh, to see how things work. Um, another thing I want to talk about is a transition that has occurred uh, in regards to the way healthcare is um, sort of utilized and managed um, because we recognize that people 
aren't going to uh, doctor's appointments, aren't necessarily going to the emergency department and are kind of scared to go to the hospital. Um, so uh, telemedicine has really taken off. Um, and if that's a platform that people have access to utilize, please, if you have concerns, contact your doctors, use uh, telemedicine. Um, and they're also uh, initiating home care. So they're giving people pulse oximeters at home that measures your oxygen by putting a little device on your finger. Um, and also people are getting oxygen uh, for their home. Uh, so a number of people are stable with low amounts of oxygen um, at home, uh, but we then want them to be in communication with their doctors if their oxygen levels are low, um, despite giving themselves oxygen, because then maybe being in the hospital is the best place. Now, one thing that we have also seen is um, people, because of their fear of going to the hospital, are simply not going. Um, and because of that, people are suffering at home when they could be in an environment that could help them. Um, so one, if you find yourself in that uh, situation, certainly contact doctors. And two, and this is important, if you know of people who are vulnerable and may be isolated, please reach out to them um, to see uh, if there's anything that you could do and just check up on them. Unfortunately, people, again, are suffering at home and even dying at home um, in isolation. Uh, and so we really need, as a community, to take care of them. Um, I think that's a lot of the points that I want to address in regards to what's the summer look like? When are we going to be more free? Um, I think what we need to see is we hit the peak. We know that during Easter and Passover, people um, weren't as um, thoughtful about their social distancing. So we need to see what's going to happen in the next week or two and the consequences uh, for that. And we also know that social distancing, as I mentioned, a lot more people are on the roads. We have to take each week or each two weeks at a time and reinterpret and recalibrate things. Um, we know that there is significant financial consequences for the um, management that we are doing. That is to save people's lives and to um, create a safer environment for the hospital. However, it also has collateral consequences uh, for you know uh, everyone else. Uh, so these decisions are being made uh, by you know individuals in government who are looking at both uh, spectrums, They're looking at the medical consequences and then looking at the sort of psychological and financial consequences for the community. But I do not think we are making any changes uh, for at least two three weeks. I want to thank you very much, Dr. Rocker, for your uh, thank Dr. Rocker for your wisdom and for spending so much time on the, uh, in addition to all of your work in the ER and the hospital, um, to really taking care of us as well. Thanks for listening to the Joma Preventative Health Podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share this with your friends. For more information, check out our Instagram at joma underscore org. Check out our website, www.joma.org, that's J-O-W-M-A dot org, or email us at health at joma.org. Thank you.